You don't call me. I call you. I am the one who calls. Can you hear me? Oh, I had the mute button on. Whoops. Oh, very good. What a good joke. Nice practical joke. So as as a uh, typical uh, millennial, um, when my technology wasn't working immediately, I just started mashing buttons at random, <laughs> all of the little pictograms. And I, um, I thought you were going to say you just started masturbating. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Typical millennials. <laughs> so in love with themselves. I get so turned on when my technology doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, it's an ultimate kink. Um, yeah, so I did just go ahead and mash uh, all the buttons, including the mute button. <laughs> Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set special episode. I'm sorry, God. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, it's a great I had, day. It's such a good day. I had a very precious idea about what this show was, and I tried to stick to it, and I almost killed us all, mm-hmm. um, metaphorically. And literally. The, the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to, to take my hands off the wheel Jesus, and let our listeners drive for Jesus a bit. Jesus, take the wheel, or our listeners take the wheel. We're, de- we're, we're deciding uh, who we're going to listen to next, mm-hmm. um, but we're, we're given the, the options to our listeners. So the listeners have been submitting artists for the entire um, run of the show, and we've ignored them basically every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've talked about it. I mean, we haven't done the artists. We haven't ignored them, though. We just haven't yeah. done their suggestions. But now one lucky listener is going to get their artist chosen. Yeah sweepstakes and it only costs a hundred dollars to enter so buy your (laughs) raffle ticket now oh fuck we should have done that (laughs) that's brilliant oh we should yeah yeah is it better to do a raffle or just auction off the highest bidder Ooh, uh raffle raffle okay yeah um so we have 15 artists that have been submitted by our listeners and we're going to bracketize them and pit them against each other, which is something we've done before, but with our own artists. I think we might have snuck in a few listener suggestions into previous brackets. I can't quite remember the details, but I think we might have done that. Um, and if this is your first time listening to the show, where whoever wins this bracket, um, uh, we are going to listen to their entire back catalog of albums in chronological order um or studio albums rather we're not going to listen to any live albums we might have um, to if we do fish though there's gonna be that's like 40 albums no just one, <laughs> like might listen one, to one live album you don't have to listen to all of them right um and uh yeah we'll be trying to um determine the um the value or not value of uh these artists um, and trying, ho- hopefully becoming fans. I think that's the positive spin of this show is ultimately we want to learn to appreciate, uh, what this artist does. Yeah. Um, and we have, even if we can't actually fall in love with them. Right. And we have learned to appreciate, I mean, I think I appreciate insane clown posse a lot more than I used to. Same with Garth. I, I uh, certainly Atlantis. do. I yeah. mostly just, uh, ignored them because that was the most convenient thing to do. Yeah. I don't think I appreciate Smash Mouth more 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're the first artist that I did not learn to appreciate any more than I did. Yeah, and I'm saying I'm sorry. Yep. Just fucking just let it go. <laughs> Never. Um I by the way, I just took Theo to see Wreck It Ralph uh breaks the internet. Ooh, I think um, that's good. Which is pretty good. I could have talked about that for the uh what's in the box weekly this week, but um our special uh patrons only uh, podcast um sidecast but um there was a juggalo in that movie <laughs> <gasps> really yeah they're getting yeah, she didn't say whoop whoop but it was clearly like a a clown that was supposed to be like a like an icp style clown nice good yeah. job pixar yeah <laughs> representation matters no it's just disney oh oh wait you're right but yeah. you know disney has become pixar all their right. like peoples are now Pixar peoples. All right, so let's see. Bracket. Few ground rules. I didn't do any additional research into these artists. So all I know is just whatever vague effluvium of pop culture that has been floating around that has made its way into my brain through osmosis. Yeah. Um, or what our listeners have said about them. So we are not experts. Oh yeah, do you have those listener notes? Uh oh no, I don't have all of them. I I should have. Okay shit um it'll just be whatever i remember of what our listeners told us about them how's that great yeah yeah um so again these are artists we don't know anything about so it's pretty possible that we're gonna um shortchange them or not understand how good they are and yep speaking of how good they are i think the criterion for this artist is not necessarily who is the best artist or who makes the best music it's Right. Who do we think we can best make a show about? Right. Which is has different priorities. Yeah, because if this was a music review show, we probably wouldn't be listening to um, any of these artists that we've covered in the past. Right. Like, probably not. Like, we would probably be trying to unearth, like, um, you know, more obscure artists that we're really into, or we'd be trying to just like we just like have an excuse to talk about things that we like like a normal podcast like a um, normal podcast yeah or just things that we hate like a normal podcast like a normal podcast um but uh yeah i think we're trying to do something a little more complicated typically which is um ideally there's some sort of mystery behind uh like to, to be solved right. i think there's always been some sort of mystery in every artist um and we're trying to get to the bottom of some sort of question um, so hopefully we'll be able to have some sort of question raised with the artists that we choose. Mm -hmm. But if not, then we'll just have a fun time listening to an artist that our uh, listener submitted. Yeah. And to that end, actually, I have an idea for maybe a season we could do uh, down the line a little bit where we just we do exactly that, where we take um, sort of obscure artists and we dig them up and present them to a slightly wider audience of our listeners. Yeah, maybe we could do that. Yeah, so like, I think if we do a season like that, some of these artists might be a better fit for that kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, because we also want to have some space to make fun of people, but not have that be the entire show. So, yeah. So is that, are those all the caveats we need to make? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. So what I've done is I've taken at least one song sample from each of these artists more or less arbitrarily, usually from their most listened to song on Spotify, 
unless yeah. it was like so ubiquitous that everyone knows that song. Right. Um, so I skipped down a few ranks for a few of these artists. Um, so we have at least one song sample to give us a little bit of guidance. And uh, as we go, we'll be pitting these artists against each other in a bracket format. So one-on-one, round after round, until we reach the final two pitted against each other. All right. Fight. Fight. You ready to go? Yeah. All right. So we have Living Color versus Corn. Corn with a K, that is. Interesting. Yeah. So let's listen to a song from Living Color, which I have definitely heard <coughs> and is like pretty widespread, but I knew nothing about the band that made it. So it's called Cult of Personality. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cult of personality. I know your anger, I know your dreams. I've been everything you want to be. Oh, I'm the cult of personality. Yeah, so a little bit so, of like, it's almost like a Faith No More vibe, but I less don't know annoying. what that is. Oh, okay, yeah, well, that, that band sucks, so. I mean, the songs I've heard I did not like. <laughs> I should not just casually say they suck. Um, so that is Living Color. Let's listen to a song by Korn, their biggest hit called Freak on a Leaf. So that's Freak on a Leash by Korn, and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would or remembered enjoying it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. as inaccessible as I thought. Yeah. So I, I listened to Cult of Personality last night, mm-hmm. and I had a, a lot of conflicting feelings. Um, some positive stuff was like, oh, this is like, you know, fun rock music, um, kind of modern rock music. I was, I liked the way that the instruments sounded. Mm-hmm. Um, the singing was fine. It felt a little dated to me, but, mm-hmm. um, wasn't my favorite part of it. Um, I like that it is a band of, uh, black Americans playing rock music. Um, mm-hmm. historically black Americans, uh, have had to, uh, innovate and innovate and innovate because if they, um, stick around in, in one of the genres that they invented, uh, it just gets too embarrassing and crowded with um, copycat white people. Um, however, it is really exciting when um, there's some sort of reclamation that happens. So it's yeah. cool to see uh, a black rock band um, that's modern. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I like that. Yeah. Um, I not, which isn't to say, I also thoroughly enjoy hip hop as well. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with them like moving on or you know but like anytime i see black jazz musicians or black rock musicians or old-time musicians that are black it's like Mm -hmm. oh great so just a a good reminder that uh you know they invented this music right (laughs) exactly uh but but i also i was not a huge fan of these lyrics i didn't do a close read but it seemed like pretty heavy-handed to me Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, just like the lyrics were a bit on the nose. Um, I tell you one and one makes three. I'm the cult of personality like Joseph Stalin and Gandhi. Whoa. Um, wow. Yikes. Hot like, takes here. Cult of personality. 
Yeah. So, uh, like just Mussolini um, and Kennedy. Hmm. Is Kennedy yeah. Cult of personality. I think so. I think huh. yeah, he was a very charismatic person. Well, just because so it's like I don't doesn't mean it's a cult of personality. It's a pretty strong term to use. Yeah. Uh, neon lights, a Nobel Prize. A leader speaks, that leader dies. You don't have to follow me. Only you can set you free. So that's sort of like the moral of the story. Um, but yeah, like I, I just kind of felt myself not really caring um, about this. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't feel like they had anything interesting to say or, or nuance to say. Um, I just felt like it was pretty, pretty heavy handed. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking at the lyrics right now and yeah, they seem not very good. Yeah. You gave me fortune. You gave me fame. You gave me power in your God's name. I'm every person you need to be. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm not in love with it. It's also their most popular song, which yeah. means that, maybe it's the song that had the broadest, you know, appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when, when are they from the eighties and early nineties? I think, uh, living color and how many albums do they have? That's the other thing that we have to consider. Oh, right, 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 right. Also, they spell <laughs> living color, color, like right. Canadian or British or something. And then living has an E in it. What? Well, what? <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, that's a lie. Hang on. The guitarist, um, well, Vernon Reed. I don't know if he's the guitarist or lead singer or what. Uh, he was born in England. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Hey, so they have an album in 2003 called Kaleidoscope, but Collide is spelled like the word collide, uh, like as in running into someone. Hmm. And then the O of O scope is a zero. Oh. Hmm. So what do you think about that? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. There are, uh, and see, then they made an six, album called Shade seven? in 2017. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven albums. I'm only counting six albums. Am I counting wrong? One, two, three. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I got confused because one of them is longer than the others. Shh. Yeah. Um, yeah, but is compared to corn though. Yeah. Corn. What so do you think about corn was corn a little bit more melodic that? and listenable than I thought it would be. Yeah. I don't really appreciate the way he sings like his kind of no affected <laughs> blah kind of thing, but I agree like structurally and musically like I liked his voice, you know, well enough when he was not doing his weird screamy thing. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of um, System of a Down, though probably not quite as bonkers. Looks like there's a part in here, if you look up the lyrics, that says, Boom, na, uh, boom, nada, nada, noom, nana, nema, da, boom, nada, noom, nana, namana. I don't remember that part. Manamana. <laughs> yeah, oh, their no. Muppets cover. The verse. Love that. Something takes a part of me, something lost and never seen. Every time I start to believe, something's raped and taken from me, from me. Hmm. Right. I don't know about that. So yeah, this is this is a song about like I think it's about being a performer and being in the public eye and um uh being beholden to the music industry. Um so yeah, I don't I mean <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe that's interesting. Yeah. Uh I I guess I guess maybe I like the idea of corn 
you know, being this like being this band that has a, a very niche, like, um, like alternative audience, mm-hmm. um, relatively. Um, but then they're also feeling like, no, we're just another part of the machine, you know? And, um, so I think that's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but, uh, ultimately I'm not very interested in either of these groups. They have 12 albums. Yeah. Corn does. Well, so they would be long. That would be long. <laughs> that we'd listen to them. Yeah. I think um, I, I would I would I would vote for Living Color. Yeah, Corn. I have more ideas about that. I would might be interesting to unpack. Um, but I said the same thing about uh, Smash Mouth, yep. and they didn't have anything interesting. Yeah, although you it know? does seem like so, like Corn is at least trying to write. Ultimately, songs about I want to hang out with music that maybe I enjoy a little more, and I definitely enjoyed the instrumentals of Living Color more. Yeah. So we uh, Living Color goes on to the next round. It, yeah, yeah, let's Okay. Call it. A he- hesitant. Hesitant. Okay. Hesitantly. Yeah. Move them on, move them along. Okay. So, next up, we have Salt and Peppa versus Dark Lotus. So, Oh, you put Dark Lotus on. So Dark Lotus is like a collabo <laughs> um with ICP, so we'd have to <laughs> like listen to ICP again. Really? Um, I mean, it's I guess it it does include doesn't it include both uh, ICP guys? I guess it does. Yeah. So did you put did you put past the axe on the, yeah, I did. the listener? Yeah. Oh, they've disbanded actually. That. Dark Lotus has, um, but they have four albums. You know, right. I mean, we have an uneven number of artists. So if you like don't want to consider Black Lotus, we could swap them out with another person. I'd be interested. I I think it'd be a fun bonus episode. Okay. Um. Yeah bonus huh i'm still i'm still willing to revisit that i enjoyed pass the axe yeah that song if you okay. want to just play a little clip of this i took the axe off the shelf in the tool shit it's telling me i gotta fucking bloody the misled my victim approach cut a head off at the throat she wasn't hooking with they spreading disease like it was dope cut the head off her pimp before he started to trash talk two bodies in my trunk and police on the man hunt i'm on the loose again they chasing me for block see the homie on the street so i pass the axe yeah. so it's a lot of stuff that, you know, is fun about ICP, um, you know, like performative violence, um, horror, um, the things that are better than ICP, I think is, uh, some of the production. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed a little more. Yeah. There are more MCs, so there's a little more, uh, variety. Yeah. Um, however, there, some stuff that, it, <laughs> that I did not enjoy about ICP crept up like in the I think the first verse um the one of the rappers who's doing this axe murdering spree he murders a prostitute with AIDS um because she's spreading AIDS around on purpose mm. so that like is a real bummer yeah <laughs> um that he that it's this fantasy of like yeah killing this prostitute with AIDS. So mm-hmm. I think we have to like stomach a fair amount of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Not that into it. Okay. So let's, nope. let's uh, maybe say that they could be a bonus episode. And instead of pitting them against salt and pepper, let's uh, pit salt and pepper against weird Al Yankovic. Oh man. So let's listen Shoot. to salt and pepper with their song. Who in Working up a sweat. Come on, girl, let's go to the sky that we know how to be told. Number one in a hot body show. Now push it, 
Let's, I think they're referencing Devo there. Push it. Push it good. Right, right. Um, man, that's such a killer synth riff. Is that original to the song or is that a sample from something? I don't know. Hmm. I think it might be original. That is yeah, such a good riff. Uh, so Becca brought up something interesting. Uh, I was talking to her last night because um, I was feeling like a little bit of anxiety about what is this show and what are we trying to do and are we going to get like you know basically just after the last season of just being like what's the best way to move forward mm-hmm. um and she was saying that part of the reason she likes the show is that she feels like we kind of do a summary of a culturally important thing so that people can feel involved and knowledgeable about something culturally important without having to do the work. <laughs> so basically it's like we're providing a service. Mm-hmm. Um, so she really enjoyed that about Garth Brooks mm-hmm. because she knew who Garth Brooks was, but didn't want to listen. But now she feel like feels like she has knowledge, um, cultural relevancy, uh, re- re- relevancy a little bit. Um, and she felt like she enjoyed ICP less just her personally, because ICP was less in her, um, uh, in her paradigm and it wasn't like helpful to her to know about ICP. And, mm-hmm. um, she didn't feel like it was as worth her time. Other people I think would feel the opposite. Um, but I think that's something to consider too, mm-hmm. is, um, are people interested in salt and pepper? Um, and, would we actually be offering a service by listening to all of their music? Hmm. That's a good question. I think, I mean, personally, I feel like for me, it would perform that role. Uh, I don't know if it would for the listeners though, because I have a real blind spot when it comes to nineties pop culture, especially of the most popular of pop culture, which I think salt and pepper was pretty huge in the early nineties. Yeah. Um, so, but again, like, it's not like they're super relevant now, but it's also like, well, if we were they're, grading by that they, criterion, they're on commercials and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we're grading by that criterion, I don't think weird Al is, is like a cultural phenomenon that needs any explaining. I think people pretty much get where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, I would be, yeah. So I'd be interested in weird Al. Um, it might be a little more work because I feel like we would have to listen to the originals mm-hmm. um, or at least do a fair amount of research into the originals. And it could be weird. Al could be a, a fun way to listen to a lot of different popular music mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and think about pop music in general. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that aspect of weird Al. Okay. The other thing we could do with him is we could only listen to his original songs. Like non parodies. Oh, interesting. Like non song parodies. He does. He has a lot of original songs that are oftentimes uh, style parodies of a band. Right. Like I, I got a uh, style parody of the Pixies off of his most recent album, and the song's called First Yep, that is very Pixies. 
So yeah. So if we wanted to do that with Weird Al, we could instead of listening to all of his albums, just uh, listen to only his original songs. That's an option. Yeah. Yeah. How many albums does he have? He has a lot. Is it like fifteen or something? <laughs> I think. Ooh, it might be more. He has a long career. He started in like the late seventies. Discography. So fourteen. I'd be interested in Salt and Pepper. Seventeen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. I don't know how I heard seventeen. Uh, hear what you want. I'd here. be interested in Salt and Pepper. It would be a short commitment because they only have five albums. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that's good. It's either going to be short and sweet or short and not sweet. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, <laughs> it's a lower risk. Um. They're less. I think they're very culturally important. They're a little bit less uh, in my, they're less part of my story or like in my universe, like growing up, like I didn't think about salt and pepper very often, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, I don't think that's the case for everyone. Um, I think they were ubiquitous in some, some communities um, and some areas, but yeah, I didn't necessarily, I didn't know who they were until I don't know more recently mm-hmm. but uh i think it's 90s hip-hop which means that there's going to be some like charming and funny things mm-hmm. to talk about yeah and it's ladies and um, they, they seem like very much into girl power which i appreciate yeah they're like they're very sex positive like yeah. in a time when people were very concerned about um misogyny in uh hip-hop music which mm-hmm. is still the case yep. they came in and they were like hey we want to sing about sex and we're women. Maybe. Um, no, we they, they sing said, about Leona. Let's talk about sex. Sorry. We want to talk about sex that yeah, they did that song. Let's talk about sex. Yeah. I, you know, I did know about that song. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be interested in, uh, in, in it for that reason. Um, that song push it. There's a lot of chaff on it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of extra stuff. Like I liked the core of the song, but there's really only like two verses. And then there's just a lot of them going, ah, push it, push it, ah. push it real good. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. And then like a lot of like, uh, cowbell loops. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a, um, dance song. Right. So it's not necessarily meant to be like academically studied lyrically. Right. You know, but I think they do. I mean, let's talk about sex has a, has a lot to unpack. I think that's much more than just like a simple dance song right yeah i don't know man i'm feeling kind of torn um but i'm leaning towards salt and pepper yeah let's do salt and pepper i'm I'm not as interested in them as i am in like janet jackson i compare the two because janet jackson is a black woman of this a similar era um but i feel like her influence was a little more you it was a lot bigger i mean she like was on the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? But <laughs> you know, and like, yeah. But um, but yeah, a listener suggested who who's a listener who suggested Salt and Pepper? Was that Stubadub? Let's see, Salt and Pepper. Yes, okay, Stubadub. Um, um, so I think I think Salt and Pepper is also very interesting to me for another reason, which is that Janet Jackson is in a genre that is or plural genres um but her genre she's operating in in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that's pretty well trod ground whereas salt and pepper seems to me more of a pioneer in terms of right there's not a lot of female hip-hop stars even today but going back to the late 80s and early 90s there are even fewer and i think 
I don't know if they're like the, the first big girl hip hop group, but they might be. Right. You know. So. All right. I I say let's do that. Okay. Salt and pepper. All right. Now we're gonna listen. We're gonna pit against each other. Alice Cooper versus Alphaville. Oh, very good. Yeah. So Alice Cooper, he has a very popular song on Spotify. This is his most popular song on Spotify, and I'd never heard it before. I'd heard like "Schools Out," you know, for summer, forever, but I had not heard this song. It's called "Poison." Oh, boy. I think that's a pretty good chorus. Yeah. It's like it's musically, like, like it's constantly changing keys. Yeah. I enjoyed that. There's like the production in the synth really makes it sound like a poppier Van Halen song. Right. Like it definitely does not. I, well, I'm not sure to the extent that Alice Cooper is trying to be extremely poppy and uh, mainstream friendly, but it definitely sounds like he is on this song at least. Right. I guess the question about Alice Cooper is he was someone who shocked a lot of people, but I think it's pretty clear that he shocked people on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, like that he wasn't like a, um, an inherently shocking individual. He was just doing, you know, it was theater. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think people, I think the cat's kind of out of the bag already. So like, I think people already get what he is and what he does ever since Wayne's world when he was on there. Mm-hmm. and wore a cardigan or whatever yeah you know it's not it's not necessarily like worth like uh looking back into it um i don't know like i don't know if he has any actually really interesting music i could believe that he could maybe yeah yeah i think there's definitely some potential there i think i mean i think the amount of intelligence implied by his very carefully constructing a persona and then inhabiting it and in- right in kind of like a self-aware and fun way sometimes i think that implies like a certain amount of intelligence that i feel could lead to some good music all right i'm gonna look at his wikipedia page and i just want to see how long it is and like Mm. how much stuff we could talk to outside of his actual music hmm yeah i mean it's like kind of a cultural phenomenon if we're judging by that criterion Right. And I think that's part of it too. You know, is I mean, that was a lot of the reason I was interested in talking about Smash Mouth and that stuff, the non-music parts were probably the best parts of that season. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, talking about their cookbook yep. and, uh, you know, the Guy Fieri stuff and their onstage rants. Mm-hmm. So in his personal life, it looks like he has a, Oh, interesting. So he has a marriage and relationship section. He has a drugs and alcohol use section. He has a religion section. He has a politics section. He has a sports section. And he has a popular culture um, section. Uh, So like there would be a lot. It looks like there'd be a lot of extra stuff to talk about. Um, And then he has a whole, you know, there's uh, you can scroll for quite a quite a while to talk about his recording career mm-hmm. um so some of that stuff may or may not be interesting um yeah how many albums does he have good question i hope he doesn't have like a thousand discography what was his oh no name? he has a thousand his real name is vincent oh, damon no. fernier all right oh originally alice cooper was the band and then he whoa there's like a whole separate article about alice cooper the band 
Oh, interesting. Huh. All right. So it looks like the band has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven albums. Oh, dude, he, he has an album called uh, Billion Dollar Babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's um, so yeah, like his first, the, the band's first album was 1969 and The Muscle nice. of Love was uh, 1973. So it's a very short career with seven albums. Um but uh and then the solo career went from 75 ooh 27 until studio 2017 oh boy oh boy that's including the band 27 i think if we talk so, about alice cooper we'd have to talk about the band um which is probably the more shocking years too probably their height of relevance or not relevance necessarily but they're probably their most concentrated form from 1969 to 1973 right and probably schools out looks like yeah that they might contain their most or their biggest hits or Alice Cooper himself biggest hits right yeah it, it's it's looking to me um it's looking to me that a lot of this personal life stuff is after the band mm-hmm. so we might have to do a little digging like beyond you know <laughs> beyond Wikipedia to like find some actual articles mm-hmm. okay. Um, I don't know. All right, so so that's Alice what Cooper. Was Alice, who's Alice Cooper getting Alpha against? They have a song called "Big in Japan." So they're, uh, that's not their most well-known song. Their most well-known song is Forever Young. But I was like, well, I right. think people know that one. So let's listen to one yeah. that's like, a little less popular. I like that song really well. It's pretty cool. Um, and it is lyrically like kind of interesting. Um, I don't know about Big in Japan. Um, yeah, it's, they it's just have an song. album called Prostitute. Oh, hmm, that seems a little <laughs> questionable. Uh, so they also have seven albums. Um, wow, they have a 2017 album. Oh, really? Hmm. Crazy. Uh, yeah, so I don't know very much about who they are. Yeah. Um, I am interested in talking about synth pop. Mm-hmm. Um, like that as a genre and like looking at them because they're a synth, a, a German synth pop new wave band. And mm-hmm. we haven't really covered that yet. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm more interested in what they represent um, as a like point in time in a genre and than specifically them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know how much mileage we can necessarily get out of that. I wonder if we were going to do synth pop, we would be better off doing someone who is m- more well-known and more dismissed, you know? Like, I don't... Right, like I don't, who? Yeah, Alphaville seems kind of like a one-hit wonder. Although... The person who suggested them, who was uh, Peter Steinle, um, I recall him saying some really interesting stuff about them, but I don't recall specifics. Uh, let me look it up. Okay. Alphaville. I'm assuming that was in an email. I think so. Or was it in a tweet? This is Patreon post, actually. All right. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Here it is. Me too. 
Okay, you may have already decided your next artist by now. This was a while back. But I wanted to slip something in the ballot box. Uh, in the same vein as ABBA, perhaps, I think it might be worthwhile to delve into the works of Alphaville. Most people are familiar with the singles off their iconic Forever Young from 1984, but they continued making some interesting music with their distinctive frontman. Despite that, they haven't remained as enduringly popular, in the U.S. at least, as some of their contemporaries like Depeche Mode. It looks like they only have seven studio albums, but they just released a new one last year. All right. Hmm. I do like the idea of uh, uh, shining a spotlight on a uh, one-hit wonder. Right. And that's that's kind of an interesting idea. Also, you know, I wonder if they get into like any kraut rock kind of stuff. Like that seems the song we listened to seemed very synth poppy new wave, but I wonder if they get into like Kraftwerk or like the Not Twists kind of stuff at any point. Mm. Cuz I I dig that pretty well. Right. Yeah, different so these groups are differently relevant. Like Alice Cooper is more of a culture culturally relevant, but I don't really know much about his music. And then Alphaville, I just know that song really well. So right, I'm kind of leaning towards. Yeah, I'm, Alphaville. I'm not stoked about either. Yeah, honestly, which is not to say that we don't appreciate the listener suggestions. Um, again, yeah, the, the the thing that we're trying to suss out is what's would be the best for us to make a show about, and so it 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 comes down to more than anything our own limitations and abilities. Yeah, it's a bit of a lightning in a bottle thing, you know, like we have to be kind of inexplicably excited about it. <laughs> so let, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll am i vote for Alphaville on that uh, to that end. Cool. Let's do that. OK, I, I do like the Sorry, idea Alice. of just like delving into a one hit wonders catalog, which I don't think we've really done yet. Yeah. Well, Alanis, yeah. arguably. Garth, arguably. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's. He's been on the charts quite a bit. I mean, he's the number two selling artist in the United States. Yeah, we haven't done like a like a real like, you know, a song like people like like a band where people know the song and they don't know the name of the band. Like that right. kind of one hit wonder. Exactly. Like Alphaville. Yeah. All right. All right. Next up, uh, J. Cole versus Counting Crows. So here's J. Mm. Cole with the song No Real Model. Martin Luther King would have been on Dreamville. Talk to him, Nick. One time for my L.A. sisters. One time for my L.A. hoes. Lame niggas can't tell the difference. One time for a nigga who knows. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. I couldn't tell from this song if... if uh He's playing a character or if he hates women or like what exactly is going on. Cause there were like little hints in that song to like, Oh, this seems like it might actually be um, a little more nuanced. Like what, what is that line? He says something about like back in the day, um, back when I called bitches, bitches or something like that. Mm-hmm. In one of these lyrics. Um, but then the rest of the song, he is like non-ironically, it seems like referring to women as bitches, <laughs> you know? Mm. Yeah, it's, here it is. Before I was a B, uh, uh, but then I thought back, back to a better meme before I was a B-list celebrity, before I started calling bitches bitches so heavily, back when you could get a platinum plaque without no melody, you wasn't sweating me. Um, I think there's some arguable language on this song. Like, I think. At times, he's 
attempting to use it in an empowering way. Like the pre-chorus is one time for my LA sisters, one time for my LA hoes. Uh, oh wait, but then it says can't tell the difference. Maybe not. Maybe that's not empowering. Um, yeah. See, <laughs> last night I was getting my feet rubbed by the baddest bitch, not Trina, but I swear to God, this bitch will make you call your girl up and tell her, "Hey, what's good? Sorry, I'm never coming home. I'm gonna stay for good." It's hmm. pretty funny that he's talking about getting his feet rubbed. I came fast like nine one one in white neighborhoods. Uh, oh god! Oh shit! What? what I you? like the references to like. Uh, so in verse two, I want a real love, dark skinned Aunt Viv love. If the, those of you who aren't familiar with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, I think around the fourth season they uh, they recast Aunt Viv for a very light skinned black woman, oh. um, and it was a, a bit controversial. And apparently, the character changed quite a bit as well. Oh. So it was like kind of a big deal. <laughs> That's strange. Hmm. Yeah. Why did they recast her? I don't know. Hmm. I don't think she got fired. Maybe she did. Well, now I want. So there's an interlude in this song um, from, and it's it's a sample of you. You remember when George Bush tried to say, um, <laughs> "the the fool on fool me once, shame on you." me twice shame on me mm-hmm. saying but he forgot how it went so he just did the song it, by the who no he says do you did you did you hear it when he said this what hmm? sorry i'm I'm a, I'm a little i was a little distracted because i found out that aunt viv was actually fired from the fresh prince of bel-air oh snap uh shit apparently she got pregnant maybe they fired her because she was pregnant but also will smith uh. said that he and she had difficulties working together long before her pregnancy interesting Hmm. so george bush said um once like at a press uh what's the name of that what's that called (laughs) sorry what are you you talking about we're doing real good right now george bush said there's an old saying in tennessee i know it's in texas probably in tennessee that says fool me once ellipses shame on ellipses shame on you (laughs) fool me you can't get fooled again (laughs) (laughs) um so like that's a funny thing to like put in a rap song um but he doesn't really do anything with it in fact he kind of does a similar thing just a little more confidently Mm -hmm. uh following that interlude he says fool me one time shame on you fool me twice can't put the blame on you fool me three times fuck the peace sign uh, load the chopper let it rain on you so that's the bridge um but yeah i i don't know so it's kind of charming, but I, I believe that he gets it, but he doesn't necessarily do anything that interesting. Yeah. With it. So, and, and I don't know who J Cole is. So like, I'm not very interested in, I, I enjoyed listening to this song more or less. Um, but not in a way that was like, oh, I want to like dig deep. Yeah, exactly. Back catalog. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's better on other songs. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the other artist was Counting Crows, so let's listen to a sound sample of a song called Color. I am ready. I am ready. I am fine. I am color. A lot of the songs on Spotify are real sleepers. Yeah. Do you know that song? This song? Colorblind? Yeah. No. Well, it's a very popular song. Yeah, it's one like of the most popular on Spotify. Yeah. Their most popular, obviously, is Mr. Jones, 
which see i don't actually know that one yeah i I knew that from back in the day um they they actually approach one hit wonder status i'd say right kind of crows um so this would be another 90s this should be retreading the same kind of history mm -hmm. yeah we've done a lot of 90s so i'm not crazy about that yeah i mean I think the person suggesting it to us, let me pull up that email um, as sort of a hidden treasures kind of band, which I could definitely believe. I don't know how many jokes we can make about being white and having dreads (laughs) like a couple, but a whole season's worth. Yeah. Oh, by the way, somebody, somebody tweeted at us. Um, Stubbadov actually said, how come neither of you previously addressed that Greg camp had white guy dreads? What? Which I don't remember seeing i tweeted a lot of photos of them let's see i'm looking at pictures of greg camp right now and he looks like he just looks like he's like a blink 182 guy and then here's a picture of him in smash mouth and he looks like uh, i'm looking for him oh it's around the time of get the picture i uh i tweeted a photo of oh there they are hey from 2003 not safe for work good catch i can't believe i didn't notice that so uh yeah white guy dreads um kind of crows yeah interesting so uh zan peter suggested counting crows to us and says um they have the shrek connection that puts them at odds with ironic culture and their cover of big yellow taxi did not leave them well liked by a lot of critics what i would argue <laughs> is that they are talented musicians and songwriters whose catalog deserves a second look Adam Duritz, the lead singer, confronts mental illness in a way that explores the sadness but also awkwardness that a lot of 90s bands missed by focusing on the edgy, dark aspects alone. Duritz seems to be a really kind, private person who has come out the other side of addiction and mental health disorders. I think they'd be a good band to deliver some funny eye rolls but also expose people to some legitimately great music and lyric work. I would say put them ahead just because I really appreciate... uh this recommendation and how it's worded exactly yeah i i totally agree. sounds trustworthy yeah so let's move up counting crows all right yeah that would be really cool if if like you know they're kind of dismissed for again the shrek connection and their second most <laughs> the popular connection. song yeah <laughs> the second most popular song is a cover and um then mr jones is i mean it's a good catchy song i don't know if there's a lot of substance to it um but yeah yeah, I uh, I really appreciate that recommendation. All right, let's uh, maybe let's see if we can pick up the pace and bang them through a little faster. Um, let's talk about Fiona Apple versus King Diamond. So here's hmm. a Fiona Apple song called Criminal. So that is her most popular song on Spotify. I think she might be disqualified because Uh I've listened to at least a whole album, if not, and, and all of her like big songs. Oh, and I'm very, I'm pretty familiar with her. I'm not like a huge fan, but like I've listened to a lot of her music. Mm, Interesting. That's too bad because I'm really impressed by what little of her that I've heard. Right. Yeah. But I mean, she's like, at least in, in our circles, like people are really, really familiar with her. Um, like, I don't necessarily know what the, like if someone doesn't know Fiona's Apple, 
you know, Apple's music, it's just sort of because they haven't gotten around to it. But like people, I think in our sphere of influence, like are generally pretty like, I don't know if there's necessarily any like uh mystery to like unravel or anything. It's just like, no, she's uh, good. Mm. I think she also there gets be some interesting things to talk, and talk about. Written often made fun of a lot too, especially like really. Yeah, her her big hit was on her first album, and then her second album, she released an album that was like the title is hundreds of words long, and I right. think she got a lot of press attention for that, and a lot of people just like made her the butt of jokes. Interesting, and I think she also yeah. got written off similarly to <laughs> Alanis in the '90s as just kind of like uh white chicks another angry woman <laughs> yeah yeah i think she kind of got lumped in in a way that was kind of dismissive seemed like it's very possible i mean you're talking yeah like a an, a white woman musician um like not saying that like she's being oppressed because she's white because she's a woman a female musician like yes of course she's going to be dismissed but generally like in my you know hit hipster like in in like hipster relevancy like i think people are just like yeah fiona apple's good Hmm. period yeah i don't think i know people who really listen to her so really but if it's disqualified because of you i i think i i think i've listened to too much of her music okay that's too bad so i guess yeah that means king diamond moves up by automatic and i have no idea who king diamond is (laughs) okay let me play a song sample from Abigail, which is his most popular. Is he a juggalo? Uh... Actually, I don't know. I'm trying to find the the way. I'm looking at pictures of him right now, he, and he's, he's got a little juggly. Yeah, I for some reason I can't find the where that it, it was suggested to us. Hmm, that's weird. Let me look. I'm searching Twitter emails. Okay. Oh, I think it was uh, suggested by Fibes1972, who also suggested Alice Cooper, huh. but this person didn't say much about king diamond the wikipedia uh, picture of him is really funny like he's in his like white makeup with like black crosses on his face and he's just like grimacing he looks really grumpy he looks so grumpy oh uh, yeah. grumpy boy he's from denmark okay i i thought that was a pretty cool song whoa he's been around for a long time he was in oh i see i see so he was in a couple bands and then he went solo with uh, King Diamond, but I thought that was a pretty cool, right. fun song, and he seems to predate the Juggalos, so yeah. probably independently discovered black and white makeup. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't necessarily know how to care about King Diamond, um, and I'll probably whoever is against him in the next round of brackets, I'll probably vote him off. But well, did it? Hmm. Does it change your opinion to realize, to know that he is a follower of LeVay and Satanism? A little bit. Uh, Michael Moynihan calls him one of the only performers of 80s satanic metal who is more than just a poser using a devilish image for shock value. Interesting. Yeah. So I think I think he, he could be a way into talking about um, some of the more classic like metal stuff, like uh, 
pre right. new metal pre like hair metal um because we haven't touched metal music yet really yeah yeah and um, let's see how many albums 12 studio albums wow they're prolific oh this oh they start in 1986 so we would get like quite a bit of metal starting in the mid 80s which is a really interesting really interesting thing to think about yeah i guess i'd be interested in talking about it mostly because of the religious thing like if he's yeah if he is he playing a part in his music or is he actually is it coming from a very earnest place because my general impression is that um most metal music from around this time is just theater and if it's not for him or if it's like very honest theater um then that would be interesting to me yeah okay so well he moves on by default because Fiona Apple is disqualified. So right. next up, we have two bands against each other. We have Weezer against The Residents. So let's listen to oh, interesting. what is surprisingly Weezer's most popular song on Spotify. I would have thought it would be um, the Sweater song or like one of the songs off the Blue album, but it's actually Island in the Sun. Oh my God. You hate this song? this song you hate this song is this song really that bad it's uh, it's just like obnoxious <laughs> mm. to me mm-hmm. why and, po- and pointless uh why i just like why is it a song <laughs> it's it's just like a it's like a a sentimental song that um with almost like no tension and um no real passion. It just seems like kind of like it's just nothing. Mm. It's it's like a flight of the Concord song without jokes. <laughs> Yikes. That's harsh. Yeah. I've never. Do really, you know the song? Yeah. Yeah. I had the blue album and the green album back in high school. Um, yeah. There's not much to the song. It's it's sort of like G- their Jimmy Buffett song. It's like there's right, yeah, yeah. about having fun on vacation. <laughs> Um, yeah, Weezer, I don't know. They were like pretty big in the indie rock scene. They were maybe It seems like of, that you might be, might be disqualified for you if you've listened to two of oh, albums. shit. Actually, you're right. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because I never really like listened to Green as much as Blue, but yeah, I think I might have heard Pinkerton as well. Shoot. Okay. Well, I guess they're disqualified. I've only listened Sorry. to maybe one album, but I don't think all the way through. Yeah. So I don't think it's disqualified for me, but if you listen to like two or three, I think I don't think we can do it. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, all right. So who are they against? Uh, that was Adam Jones. Suggested Who's Adam Jones? Sorry, Adam. He's a listener. He contacted us on Twitter. No, you no. I that. mean, who, who are they up against? You mean Weezer? Oh, the residents. Yeah. So here's a, a song by the residents called This is a Man's 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 World. And man make a train to carry the heavy load. And man made the electric light to take us out of the dark. And man made the boat for the water. Like- so the residents. 
I don't really. I mean, they automatically move on to the next round because I don't think we can do Weezer. Guess how many albums they have. They have like 37 or something. (laughs) It's a lot. So I think the person who suggested them, or at least one of the people, because they've been suggested by multiple people, which is very interesting, um, said Mm. that we wouldn't necessarily have to do all the albums, um, but we could do like a few. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this could be a... I mean, they're moving on the next round. We'll discuss them in context of the person they're up against for the, uh, I guess, semifinals or whatever yeah yeah um so this is fish versus slayer here is a fish song called Farm yeah so that's fish with farmhouse and here is slayer with south of heaven We've talked about both of these in brackets before. Is that right? Yeah, we have. Yeah. So Fish is a little bit tricky to do because they're mostly a live band. Um, right. But they do keep releasing albums, though. Um, and then Slayer, I think, has come up as one of uh, a good band to talk about to get into the metal genre. Um, although I think Slayer has a lot of albums. So there apparently their lyrics are about murder, serial killers, necrophilia, torture, genocide, human experimentation, Ooh. Satanism, hate crimes, terrorism, religion, anti-religion, Nazism, and war. Wow. So there's a um, lot of They've generated album bans, delays, lawsuits, and criticism for religious groups and factions of the general public. I guess they only have 12 albums. Okay, that's less than I thought. Um... Yeah, I mean, they could be a really great way to talk about the like moral panic about metal music that was yeah. so prevalent in like the 70s and 80s. But with a little bit more relevance than um, uh, King Diamond. Yeah, a little bit more widespreadness. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning towards Slayer. Yeah, let's go Slayer. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of stuff on this Wikipedia. Yes. Okay. So now we've we've uh, talked about every artist. We've listened to a sound sample of every artist, and we're just going to have to go quick to get through our uh, matchups. So um, this is the what is it quarterfinals? Yeah, Jesus Slayer has a song called Jihad, and it deals with the the September 11 attack from the perspective of a religious terrorist. Ooh, I don't know about that. We, I mean, but that is. That's some good stuff to talk about for our show. Like, is this a good yeah. idea? You know? Well, it's it said that like they they claim that it's like trying not to be sympathetic and it supports neither side. Um wait, they did they just both I, sides I, I think the terrorists? What? What? 
did they just both sides the terrorists? They're like, well, there's fine people on both sides. Do they seriously just do that? Uh, well, they're not the president, so they can tell a story without without trying to like. <laughs> they didn't say there's fine people on both sides. They just said they're not trying to support anyone. They're just oh, telling a story. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which means that it, you know, whatever. I'm inter- I'm interested in them. Okay, yeah, yeah. The idea that like they were doing this like shocking things not just in the era when metal music was shocking, but recently as well. Yes. Okay. And it doesn't seem like they're necessarily doing it just for the shock value either. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's do, uh, let's do some quick salt and pepper versus Alphaville. Uh, salt and pepper. Okay. Why? Uh, I guess just because they feel more culturally relevant to me mm-hmm. as a band. And I'm more interested in talking about what they're about um yeah i yeah, kind of alphaville agree. there's probably a more relevant like synth pop group that we could talk about right but again i really like the idea of the one hit wonder yeah but but you're right i think salt and pepper so, sorry salt and pepper okay salt and pepper salt mm, pepper okay uh <laughs> counting crows versus king diamond i say counting crows for the great recommendation yeah okay yes and also they're like, oh, I think a lot of people write them off as just kind of like, you know, bland Matchbox 20 music. Uh, okay. The Residents versus Slayer. I think Slayer. I think Slayer. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot more to chew on. And there is it, it gets points for what Becca was talking about. Um, my wife, Becca, when she was saying, like, we could do some work for people to explain a thing that they have heard about, but they don't know about. Whereas yeah. people don't necessarily want to don't necessarily want to know about a thing that they haven't heard about that they wouldn't be interested in anyway. Well, I mean, it is it is something we could talk about in terms of like experimental art scenes and like performance art and stuff. So I think there there is a version of that that could work for the residents. But I agree. I think Slayer seems to me more of a uh, a better fit for our particular show. Or I'm not trying not to personally. shit on the person who recommended them. The multiple um, people who've recommended the residents. Yeah, right, right. But at a certain point, it has to like, we have to have some sort of like skin in the game. And also, um, <laughs> how, how do I put this? It has to be like, we can't, you and I can't, we don't have time to do the work to figure out how to make it interesting, there has to be some sort of spark of interest in it for us. And Mm. that's not, you know, that's not the listener's fault that they suggested a thing that like, I'm not like inherently interested in. And in order for me to get interested, I would have to put in a fair amount of work to really uncover what they're all about. Okay. Well, I think, I think at some point down the road, we should do like a, an uncovering season where we just, uh, try to bring to light some music that maybe some people haven't heard of and talk about some of the hidden value in in that sense of being hidden. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. So I think residents should definitely come back around for something like that. All right. So this is the semifinals. Living Color versus Salt and Peppa. Um, hmm. Living Color. Didn't we already do Salt and Peppa in the, in the semifinals? I guess that was the quarterfinals. 
So this is just well, four Why bands. didn't Living Color come up in the quarterfinals? Well, because the for a couple of reasons. Um, because I started with a 15-team bracket, and then we took yeah. one team out, which was Dark Lotus. So I moved another team around. And it's just a whole confusing thing. So they didn't actually have a All quarterfinal right. Well, you don't have final, to explain yourself. Round. So it's, uh, yeah, Living Color, Salt and Pepper. I'm feeling more interested in Salt and Pepper. I think I am too. There'll be more lyrics probably. Yeah. And the lyrics that I've heard of Salt and Peppa's I like more than of Living Color. Right. I am intrigued by a Living Color though. Yeah, totally. Me too. Okay. Salt and Peppa moves on to the finals. Okay. Counting Crows versus Slayer. It's a hell of a matchup. Shoot. Uh, I mean, I could go either way. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm tempted to go Slayer because I feel like the, the, well, the topic will be new. The music will be new. Um, and it, it seems like there's a, a, like a lot of commitment, which I'm interested in. I'm interested in music that has commitment in it. Yeah. Like they're, uh, yeah. And they've been around for a really long time and they've been around their early years or in the early eighties. Yeah. So like, it's not a totally different timeline than counting crows, but yeah, I'm feeling a little more interested in Slayer at the moment. I agree. Especially because I myself have almost no um uh experience with metal music like i've definitely heard a lot of folk rock and singer songwriter stuff so i think slayer moves on so now we're facing salt and peppa versus slayer what do you think of that is that the the, is that the end yeah those are the two do you want us to decide right now or should we sling it back to the listeners Ooh. okay well let's let's talk about why we would choose each one yep and then and then sling, and let the listeners decide. Okay, so may, let's make the case and, and talk about our preferences too. Yeah, I mean we've yeah we've we've done that. We've uh, I feel like we've covered. We were just talking about Slayer and why we think they would be a good fit. So what about Salt and Peppa? Uh, so I don't necessarily know if I would have some sort of mystery to um to dig into or to solve with Salt and Peppa. Well, um, there's some maybe because I think a lot of people sort of write them off as lightweight pop pop music and we could dig into whether that's right. actually true. Right. Um, how many albums do they have? I actually don't know. Let's check it out. Salt. No. Salt and <laughs> Peppa Pig. Huh? Salt and Peppa Pig. They have five albums. Most recent in 1997. Okay. 1997. Hmm. So I guess uh my my interest in in them would be like is there they they have a you know two or three songs that they're very well known for are there any hidden gems it would be like that's a pretty basic like you know mm-hmm. is there just a lot of filler or is there um uh is there a lot of stuff of similar quality mm-hmm. um yeah, so I'm not like I'm not like moved with curiosity. I kind of for am. Salt and Pepper. Um, Just looking at their album titles, "Hot, Cool, and Vicious." That's a very good album title. <laughs> okay, the next one's not so good. "Assault with a Deadly Peppa." <laughs> then they have "Black's Magic." That's Black's s apostrophe in terms of uh, possessive of a group of people. So Black's Magic. Then very necessary. Then brand new. Hmm. Hmm. I think there might be some uh, depth to them that 
is not necessarily well known. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So the the issues. So I am. I feel at the moment more curious about Slayer. Mm-hmm. But if we agree, if if our listeners choose Slayer, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be twelve episodes. Yeah. I mean, is that so as many like, as we did for ICP? Uh, they were like thirteen or fourteen, but it was a slog. Like we were talking about them for a long time. Yeah. Um. So I, in a way, for ICP, I have a weird fondness for like that time that we listened to like. <laughs> That we spent like four months, yeah, like talking about them <laughs> and like living with them, mm-hmm. and like the the experience was like, even though it was pretty rough at times, like it was like kind of fun, but um, at least to look back on, um, and we could be getting into another one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I am worried that I might get that my curiosity might run out, and I might get tired of just like. Hearing like eh, da, 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 da. Yeah. death of destruction or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that it might be more fun to listen to salt and Peppa. Uh-huh. but I don't know. Like musically Slayer is good. Like mm-hmm. they, they are good musicians and they're very influential. So I don't know. I could, I could go either way, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. There's I think- different risks with both. Yeah, there definitely are. Um, yeah, I agree with basically everything you say. Um, Great. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we're throwing it back to the listeners. Listeners, what do you think? What do you? Th- what, which would you rather hear us experience? Salt and Peppa or Slayer? Um, man, or <laughs> Slayer or Salt and pe- Salt and Pepper? Salt and Pepper or Slayer? <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um. All what right. a choice to make. I know, right? I mean, it's it's even like more of a kind of a bonkers choice to post to someone than um, Sly and the Family Stone and T-Pain. Yeah. Yeah. All very, right. very different. All right. Well, well, I'm glad it's not my choice to make. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love just diverting responsibility. Just make yeah. people do stuff for us. De- Let the people say it. Yeah. It's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> the I, I just i mean after after last season i do just really want it to be someone else's fault <laughs> so we can dump on one of our listeners for five yeah. months or whatever <laughs> cool cool all right well thanks for listening everyone and thanks for suggesting all of these artists for the people who did suggest yeah yeah um, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool that we have uh, engaged listeners um, that are like writing in, um, giving us feedback. Um, just the other uh, day, someone wrote in with um, uh, a. Let me pull it up here. Oh yeah, Matt Parr made a uh, Patreon post. Um, check out our our Patreon page because people like will post on episodes um, mm-hmm. and comment and stuff, but. Uh, Matt Parr on our Patreon uh, on November twelfth, uh, November twentieth at uh, six forty-five in the evening. He had a genius.com search of uh, Copperfield, uh-huh. David Copperfield, and there are a lot of hits, just like you said. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the evidence for what I was talking about. Yeah, and, and he said, side pretty, note, of course Chris Brown used this one of all people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, so boy. go check that out. Yeah, that's very good. 
All right. Well, speaking of supporters, uh, you can give us money if you think what we do is worth money at support.boxset.website, where $2 or more will get you access to all of our bonus content, including a weekly show called What's in the Box Weekly. And uh, this week don't, I talked to don't say it like don't say it like if you think what we do is worth money. I don't think that's a good way to spin oh, it. Really? What if we said it more like if you want us to keep making the show? Oh, OK, <laughs> um, yeah. If you want us to keep making the show, then yeah. And you want to let us know in a very tangible way that yep. uh, you're invested in the show, literally, then uh, then support us on Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that is much better. Okay, so that's at support.boxset.website. <laughs> Don't talk about it like inherent worth. It's just going to bum people yeah, out. Yeah, that's and true. And it bums me out. That's that's actually very true. <laughs> if you want us to keep doing dumb shit, then yeah. go to su- support.boxset.website. Uh, this week, we t- on our weekly mini podcast, we talked about The Incredibles 1 and 2. This is what I talked about. And what did you talk about, Cameron? I talked about Dungeons and Dragons and how Both much I like that? it. Which is your favorite, Dungeons or Dragons? Oh, do I got to choose? You got to. It's a bracket. You're going to make me choose? I'm going to make you choose. I could put it to the listeners. (laughs) I don't want to seem like um, like real kinky, so I guess I'll choose Dragons with a wink. Well, don't Dragon shame. Don't Dungeon shame. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, tune in next, or uh, a vote on our poll i think i'll probably put it up uh i forget how i did it survey monkey maybe and then i guess people will have three days yeah we'll record because yeah, we gotta Thursday. have we gotta have time to actually listen yeah. and do our homework so you'll have monday tuesday and maybe all or part of wednesday to vote in our poll and should also we call it vote. officially wednesday at noon sure yeah yeah let's do that eastern eastern time eastern time yeah u.s coast you yeah. gotta get up early Sounds good to me. Yeah, great. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I don't have anything. Shit, I have Cameron DeWitt, and I don't have anything either. Shit. (laughs) We're good at this. We suck. Support our Patreon. I had I recently went to lunch with my grandma and papa and pep pep my grandma my grandma said you, you're a millennial right <laughs> are they I accusing said, yes, you grandma. of being in the closet <laughs> closeted millennial Cameron DeWitt <laughs> and I said I'm I'm actually a millennial <laughs> I love making that joke <laughs> big willy style <laughs> yeah. Willennium. Mm. I just got the um the Kova filter. Oh. You know, you know about these? The stainless steel one? Yeah. Yeah. That stuff is It works re- good. It works really well for anything over 600 grams of coffee. Oh, of co- of um, coffee. Oh, okay. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you guys legalize over there in Oregon. Yeah, it's like the Wild West out here. <laughs> Everything's green. Yeah. There is a there is a really fun I haven't been to any stores yet um since being back from Australia, but uh there is a really fun one kind of near me and it's just called 
best buds. Ah, <laughs> and I think that's a, I think that's a pretty cute name. That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Very good job. Yeah.